As longtime listeners know, the Kind Leadership Challenge isn't my only podcast. I also co-host Zilch, a monkey's podcast. And to clarify, we talk about the kind of monkeys with two E's, the band from the 60s with the long hair and the goofy TV show that keeps managing to get popular every time a new crop of tweens discovers them in syndication or on YouTube. Mostly Zilch and the Kind Leadership Challenge are as different as two podcasts can be. One tends to be pretty long with lots of sound clips and production tricks. The other's short and simple and mostly just me talking into the microphone. One's almost always a solo production. The other's a group thing with lots of interviews and different hosts helming different parts of the show. One's mostly entertainment and silliness geared to the quirky fans of America's first made-for-TV boy band. And the other is educational nuggets of leadership skills that you can implement in your life every week. I love doing both these shows because they're so different. And yet each podcast has informed how I approach the other in ways both obvious and subtle. And that was especially true this week when I heard an interview that hammered home the cool and unexpected ways that kind leadership can often come back around to you. Welcome to the Kind Leadership Challenge, the podcast that empowers principled educational and library leaders to heal their organizations. I'm Dr. Sarah Clark, founder of the Kind Leadership Guild, where I use my PhD in higher ed leadership and nearly two decades of experience at academic libraries to coach leaders like you who want to build a better world without burning out. Kind leaders aren't perfect, and we don't need to be. We strive to make tough decisions without becoming jerks. We design systems that enable our teams to make a big impact without overworking. And we know that once we stop controlling and start collaborating, even the most ambitious vision can become effortless. Kind leadership is pretty simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. So if you're up for a challenge, stick around for the next 10 minutes as I teach you how your school or library can create a resilient, thriving legacy that will strengthen your community long after you're gone. So Mickey Dolenz, lead singer and drummer for the Monkees, has a tour later this spring and a new book coming out towards the end of the year. And in support of these projects, Mickey was invited to be a guest on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. This was huge news in Monkey's world. Given that the Monkey's heyday was almost 60 years ago at this point, and despite the fact that their 50th anniversary produced a top 20 album and one of the most profitable tours of the year, Mickey and the Monkey's projects in recent years have mostly been publicized with stories in classic rock magazines, the occasional interview on local morning news shows, and every once in a while a visit to a certain podcast. In fact, I'm pretty sure that none of the monkeys have been on a late-night talk show like this in at least 10 years, maybe even more like 20. So how'd Mickey get this opportunity? Most comedians and musicians of my Gen X age have a soft spot for the monkeys' music, the TV show, or both, which probably helped. However, my spidey sense told me there might be a bit more to the story. When Jimmy and Mickey sat down to chat, I found out that I was right. And more than that, Jimmy told a story that provides a perfect example of kind leadership. You and I go way back, and I just want to tell this story just so that uh, you, you know how much I think about you and, and speak about you a lot. I was a stand-up comedian, and it's probably 1996 or 97. Seven, yeah. I was Before I was on Saturday Night Live, I was doing stand-up. I got a gig to open for you at the Universal Amphitheater. 
Yep. Los Angeles. So I went, I said hi to uh, you and Davey. But you, you said to me, you go, hey, what's your name again? Is it Jimmy? I go, yeah. You go, I think you're going to, you got something there, kid. Yeah. And I go, and I go, oh, thank you so much. And Mickey Doyle, I'm freaking out at meeting you. And you go, I'm actually directing this pilot. If you want to audition, have your manager call this guy you were working yeah. with. And you gave me an audition. I don't know if the show went anywhere. No, no. All right, but it, 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 I want to tell you, it built my confidence as a comedian and someone who couldn't get a gig or get a callback or anything. That little boost, that little someone believing oh, in you, you really meant a lot to me. And I'll never forget it. And I really thank oh, you so thank much. thank you. Very good, man. I mean, yeah, that's kind leadership right there. My jaw would have been on the floor, except I wasn't actually all that surprised. Having been a fan for 35 years, I know that a lot of the monkeys' pop culture staying power is rooted in the fact that despite them having very different personalities and temperaments and relationships to their fame, broadly speaking, the four members of the monkeys were and are essentially kind human beings who tried to use their celebrity for good. But let's set my fangirling aside and look at Jimmy's story through the lens of kind leadership. The mid-90s was one of the biggest reunions for the band. In fact, it was the only time after the 1960s heyday when all four members toured and recorded together. Jimmy Fallon was just starting out in his career and hadn't even joined Saturday Night Live yet. Opening for the Monkees was a big break for him and put him in the company of megastars like Weird Al Yankovic and Jimi Hendrix. Yes, that Jimi Hendrix. Check out the link to the full interview in the show notes for that story, because Mickey Dolenz tells it much better than I could. So, Jimmy Fallon is already thrilled and wants to make the best of this opportunity. Mickey, who at that time was by far the bigger name, saw Jimmy's talent on stage and not only complimented him on it, but made a decision to ask him to audition for a new pilot he was producing. Now, the pilot didn't go anywhere, but that wasn't the point. Giving Jimmy that audition wasn't only a way to cast a good young comedian for his prospective new show. It was a seasoned pro giving an opportunity to a talented up-and-comer, which gave Jimmy an early confidence boost that propelled him through all the success that followed. Talk about growing humanely, managing effectively, and partnering collaboratively. 25 years later, the Hollywood power dynamic had flipped. Jimmy Fallon is now the A-list late-night talk show host. And Mickey Dolenz, though still revered by a small minority of us hardcore fans, as well as those who come back to catch a tour whenever there's a reunion, is now the last surviving monkey. A passion project like Mickey's book, exploring his archives of photos and stories of life as an actor, director, producer, and rock star, probably wouldn't rate a spot on The Tonight Show. But Jimmy Fallon apparently saw a win-win opportunity to return a favor from a quarter century before. And now an audience of people who maybe know next to nothing about the Monkees or Mickey or their friendships and projects with nearly every major star of the 60s and 70s, from Jack Nicholson to John Lennon, might think about pre-ordering Mickey's book or hitting up one of his shows later this spring. And those links are in the show notes, too. So here's your kind leadership challenge. Actually, two challenges this week. First, look at your colleagues like Mickey Dolenz did his colleagues at the Universal Amphitheater in 1997. Is there somebody you work with who has a lot of talent and drive, 
but who maybe could use a chance to grow some skills and confidence? Brainstorm an opportunity for them to stretch themselves. Or if you don't have anything, ask your colleagues and network. And then once you've done that, I want you to take off Mickey's hat and walk a few steps in Jimmy Fallon's shoes. Is there somebody who gave you a shot back in the day who you could help in return or even just thank? Go ahead and do that. And then I want you to report back in the Kind Leadership Challenge community about both of those challenges. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Kind Leadership Challenge. Before you go, here's a quick way you can spread the word of kind leadership. I'd like you to take a moment to think of a friend or colleague who might benefit from this week's episode. Then open your app or head over to kindleadershipchallenge.com slash 58 and share this episode with them right now. Never doubt that day by day you're building a better world, even if you can't see it yet. So until next time, stay kind now. Oh, one last thing. If you're ready to take on this week's challenge, but not sure how to start, head over to kindleadershipchallenge.com slash next to download the next steps checklist.